0: Lock
1: TALK RADIO All powers to oppress people Black power to black people It's your brother uh, Chairman Yang and Kruger's People Black Panther Party Radical Wednesday Radical View Wednesday Independent Black Talk Radio uh, Man we're just coming Again coming to you again <clears throat> On another Wednesday <clears throat> I'm thankful to be here even under such uh, sad conditions. What's crazy is I was thinking about what could my radio program be about? What would this blog talk program be about? And then I had gotten a call from one of our members, and they were talking about the um, two-year-old that had gotten killed, the man and the two-year-old that had gotten killed in Chicago. And it led into another course of the conversation, which um, eventually we were talking about Trump, Declaring martial law or calling in federal troops To go in and regulate
2: So the question is how do you feel about that
1: Why the senseless killing Why the What what has us to the point That we start despising Ourselves so much That we just randomly Without any real provocation Start to murder One another And that it's okay And that we're just detached from this And is it, are we at such a level, are we at such a state in our being, psychologically, socially, culturally, that we need federal intervention? That we need this very system, whom I believe uh, are, are some of the reasons that we practice such atrocities. Do we need their intervention? Have we become that barbaric? Have we become that savage that... The government has to send in troops. This is just some questions. These are some of the questions that you know we'll be asking ourselves, and some of the some of the conversation that we'll be in, entertaining when we look at. I had an opportunity to go back and look at it on Facebook Live because the whole thing was captured on Facebook Live, and um, it it, it seems from what was apparent they were just riding through. And I don't know what caused of it. It's A lot of it is from what I'm reading, and I haven't had an opportunity to go into any in-depth research, but from just what's been surfacing, from what's been um, be- becoming known now, they say that apparently it was gang-related, that this young man or this young lady had some gang affiliations and maybe this was some retaliation or he was an intended target for some gang rival. But is this? I was looking at something earlier and doing once we decided what the topic of the show was going to be about and was looking into the murders into Chicago, what they now, I think, that they now have dubbed it Chirac. So I was looking into the murders in Chicago and found out within this year alone there have been 400, I don't know if all of them have been murders, but there have been 400 shootings. How many people is that a day? I mean, it has gotten out of hand. Now, I'm not one that believes in large government intervention, especially this particular government, who historically has shown their position against the black man and the black woman or the African man and the African woman here in America. I mean, it's, they have shown that we are not their favorite so-called citizens, really, denizens, but they have shown that um, how they feel about our rights, whether that be civil or human. They haven't made that a secret. For anyone that is just a student of history, it only simply takes flipping open a book. Or now in this age of technology and um, Internet, it's as simple as pushing a button to figure out what has happened to some of the atrocities. But damn, I mean, damn, it starts to get you to wonder, is this federal intervention needed? Is there some merit? to what Donald Trump is saying? Is there some substance to what he's thinking about doing with bringing the, the feds in? Have we gotten to a point that we can't control ourselves or that we can't control our youth? Has the parenting? See, this is a larger issue. It goes more into just the feds coming in, coming in to the larger state of us as an African people, to the society to the culture of african people this is what it speaks to what are happening to the parents and not just that with me because i have to say it i have to say it yeah it's wrong that we should value human life a lot more but the question remains where are our young men and women getting this these weapons from you see so there's a lot of things that have to be that have to be questioned I hate to sound like the conspiracy theorist, but is, you know, where are these weapons coming from? Is this, is cargo going to be the example? Is this the tester city for how a martial law state or nation would look? Are they getting some, you know, a lot of times what people do, especially the Europeans, before they make a major move, they send out their fillers. They see um, what type of uh, reaction they will get from the populace, from the masses of people. So they put their fillers, they do something to gauge. It's testing the waters. It's like putting your toe in the water. Is it cold? Is it hot? So a lot of times they do this. So is this one of those instances? These are questions we have to ask ourselves. What... The the other question is what type of state of mind, what type of social, cultural understanding or lack of understanding must we have, and I'm saying we, because I believe everyone knows, they've heard me say it before, that I'm an African communalist, so I believe that we are all related, we are all attached. So there is no them and me, but it is we. What state of mind, what psychological problems must we have that we devalue human life, that we don't appreciate life enough to uh, cherish it, that at the drop of a dime, that at the drop of a hat, any perceived insult, any perceived slight, we're ready and we're willing to take another person's life These are some of the questions that we have to ask ourselves These are Some of the things that we really have to think about Before we can talk about this building it's getting, it's getting reckless Let's go to our phone lines I believe we have our Minister of Justice on Sister Justice, your mic is open Yes sir, Black Power
0: It's good to hear you on once again sir And this is a good topic Ah, y'all excuse me, I was cooking at the same time. Um, this is a good topic. My son just left here and I told him about the situation with the the baby was killed and he said, you know, this ain't the first time, you know, this is happening. And I said, Are they really killing babies now? He said that it's the drugs that they on that's have, that's helping them to, to make them not care about who they kill. It's the drugs that they own when they're doing it. Mm. So, you know, um, and because it's this um, radical views Wednesday, you know, in, in my view, like you, you, I think that these children can, for whoever's doing these killings, they need to really start rounding these people up. And I'm talking about the community. The community needs to do it, but the human community is afraid. So then it starts falling on, uh, it starts falling on our presses. To keep rule where we live Because even if you round these people up They're going to say that's illegal Anything that you do to save your own community Again, they try to keep us from self-determination Your babies are getting killed We'll do something about it And then again, on the other hand I started thinking maybe it was the police doing to killing it In Chicago Because it's just so much It's so much uh, um, I, This is a good topic And I'm hoping that um everybody will weigh in on it Because I want to know what you know, what people are thinking, what are, the, what, what, is, what are the views of our folks? I just got the view from my son when he said they ought to feed that and them new drugs. And that's a, um, that's a big problem so that would make you kill kids, kill children. Because so, yeah. not only was a 3-year-old killed, I don't know if you mentioned it, but um, there was 11, an 11-year-old killed before that. And then somewhere else I was leading a, a, a young Kid was shot thirteen times while she was in her bed. So, what do we do? And, as a, as a community, I'm thinking we really just need to go and get these people, get them and take, take them, feed them, feed them to the oppressor, feed them to the savages, and feed, feed the savages to the savages. If you go, if you starting to kill babies, I think be, somebody got to put their foot down.
1: Black power. Black power. Black power. You and and you're absolutely right. And that and your son makes a point, um, makes an interesting point, you know, a valid point. The drugs,
3: you know, that's something that we
1: have to look at, and it's something we're chiming. again, this is Chairman Yanger, Independence Black Talk Radio, and we're talking about the senseless killing, right, the senseless killings, and what are some of the things that we can do about? Them, what are some of the solutions? And this is Radical Views Wednesday, so there is no view too radical. But I like let's touch on what um, Minister Justice was talking about,
3: and, and one of that
1: I like. A lot because we're talking about Community responsibility We're talking about Taking control we always on this show and this program And there's no secret that the people who like to have the party As a self-sufficiency Are self-sufficient Pushing for self-sufficiency and a self-determinist party So when do we take accountability Even for those things That are not the most Popular things to take the, To have to look after You see these are one of the things we have to be accountable. So how do you address this? How do you address these young men behaving like marauders, bandits, Vikings, if you will, pirates even, riding through our communities and causing this mayhem and destruction? When do we stand up? And then there's a twofold to that thing. When you do stand up and um to take control of your community. Then they'll holler. With it. What's the word? Vigilantism. Well, we don't need vigilantes. You know. But but I. You know. One of the things though. Here's a radical view. Here's a radical view. Black people. Why don't we be damn parents? Why don't we try that? Why don't we start taking the responsibilities right. in our homes? Let's be that radical. Let's start having some accountability. Let's start holding, raising the standards, raising the bars for our children. Let's give them something to strive for. This is because, you know, these people that perpetrated these crimes, they were somebody's damn children. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that our children won't do things and things won't slip through the cracks. But listen, let me tell you something. If it's getting this bad, and I'm I'm a person that believes in freedom. I love to give my children their freedom. I believe in freedom. But if my children start coming in and behaving erratically and start to display behavior that I wouldn't quite classify as normal or even productive, I'm going to go through their damn rules. Why do these people have guns? Why do your children have guns and you don't know it? Even from our gang membership, drug use. See, we've started to live in a society that is so promoting individualism that we got caught up into this materialism, this consumerism, so we work so hard to be, and, and our intentions, in a lot of instances and cases, our intentions are the right intentions. We're working hard to provide for our families, so the intentions are right. But when we got away from building communalism, when we got away from that old adage, it takes a village. When we got away from the neighbor looking out from the neighbor, when we got to the point where we didn't know our neighbor's name, then we left a group, a young, a, a group of unsupervised men and women. Some would say, "Oh, it was the gangs." It was the gangs, and I can understand that view. I can understand that sentiment. The way that they look at the way the gangs behave now, that the things that they're doing now, I would you know share that. Coming from being a gang member, I'm a double OG, a double up forty, I'm a double OG. Still got street cred with a lot of the little homies that see me. They like big homie Yanga, Uncle Yanga is what they call me now. That's the new thing now, Uncle Yanga. And one of the things that we realized was. They attacked and targeted the gang, or the gangs. You know, I'm gonna say the street tribes. They don't like that word "gang" because of the connotation that it. But they attacked the street tribe and they took the leadership. And when they had taken the leadership, then it left a void. It left the people who knew what the street tribe, why the street tribes were founded, what the original goals and agenda and objectives of the street tribe were, and it left. A generation out there that only had the emblems and only had the colors and maybe the things, but not knowing the true mission of what it was about. And with that, when you take the leadership, when you take the mentorship, when you take the big brother feel out of it, the fatherly aspect of it, out of it, the big homies that could keep the little homies in check. And you flood the community with drugs and guns and psychologically on television. You make everything materialism. You see, first, a lot of the so-called gays or the street trials band together because they grew up in impoverished neighborhoods. It was about being able to walk to the rec center, go to the swimming pool, and we had to cut through this block and that block. And when the streets were flooded with drugs and the whole materialism aspect came into play, then the gangs that band together, or the tribes or the brothers that band together to protect the neighborhood became dope gangs, became about getting that money at the expense of anyone. And so you see this. And so we with this constant image, with the constant uh with this influx of dope gang, and, this, and then you got to look at that. This is what we talk about when we go back to make a reference to last week's show, when we talk about programming. The assault just isn't, this is what I talk about, that our, our fight has to be on every front. The assault just wasn't an assault with, and flooding the neighborhood with drugs. It was an assault on our psyche, on our social and cultural. We went from KRS-One and public enemy after being Rock in where some would say we were vibrating on the highest chakra, third hour was open. The music was different. Too, and this is not knocking us hip-hop heads, because I love this hip-hop too when I was coming up, but we went to N.W.A. We went from, bless the mic for the gods, and knowledge reigns supreme over everyone, Karis Wunstang, and uh, King's Son, and wise hoodlum, and wise intelligence to niggas with attitudes. See. When you became a nigger with an attitude, then you you accepted, you digest so a man think of so is he. I'm a nigger with an attitude. So it was the whole social cultural psyche that went along with it. And when we bit into this, then and watching the movies to where we were murdering and maiming one another senselessly without any remorse. Then it, it was a matter of, and and you know I hear what they say. You know I heard them say, "Yo, man, it's just it's 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 art imitating life, yo. It's what really happened on the streets. No, it doesn't. Who told yeah. you that? It don't happen on the That's streets. Right. That nigga that got killed in that movie, I seen him in another movie. In the streets, you don't come back. Yeah. When they do prison time in movies, seven years is. Is, is quick prison time to a commercial break Seven years in real life is the real deal So we started to we, we started to Separate ourselves Become disenfranchised Become removed from the humanism Being bombarded So it was the television It was the music I looked at the Facebook live Where the young man and the young lady was shot I'm not putting this on them But I looked at live Listen to the music they were listening to it's a testament to the lifestyle. The music was talking about shooting niggas. The very music she was riding around listening to with a two year old in the back. And, and I'm yeah. not, please believe me. I'm not blaming them, but I'm saying that at some point in time, we have to be conscious of our action. You have a two year old, you're already implanting them. So yes, Some roach at you, but it scares me to think about the things you're implanting in this two-year-old. So by the time he's 14 or 15, are we looking at a potential murderer? This is what you're implanting in. The type of music that this two-year-old is subjugated to. So we ask about what are some of the solutions? What are some of the things that we can do? This is, this is the, 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 the question we ask in ourselves. One of the things we can do when we look at our counterparts, we can really start to say we must control the image. We must control the image of the black man and the black woman here in America. We have to be accountable. We should be appalled and outraged at things that show us in any light that isn't civilized, especially when that thing is directed and written by people other than us. And then the movies that are directed and written by people that look like us, then we need to examine them. What are their motives? Because you've heard me constantly say, all our skin folks ain't our kin folks. So what what are their motives? What are their designs? Are they black capitalists? We at the People's Party... What do we say? What have you heard us say? We say, buy black is no longer sufficient. Buy black. Buy black is no longer sufficient. It's not enough to buy black. We say, we want to see your sign read, buy black, we give back. Let us know that you're contributing to the building and the upliftment and the development of our communities. You're getting our monies, black man and black woman. Stop perpetuating this capitalist, see, I'm I'm a firm believer that this capitalist society, this society of me, 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 like our sister Baruti was saying last was was saying Monday, this this need for immediate gratification contributes to senseless murders of black men and women, not just in Chicago, but throughout the nation, that I got to have it at any cost that I gotta have it at any cost. And we're so quick to look on the outside for outside. Like I said, I have some people, man, I was going through a thing while I was reading and we were looking at um we were looking at the first some of the first people to own slaves and they were black people. And they were black people. It's easy to get caught so deeply into a black supremacist ideology, into this black supremacist thing that we will overlook the crimes committed against us by people who look like us. You yeah. see and this is this is what contributes to that type of thing. So when we do that, we don't I don't think that we have a proper assessment of how to handle this problem. See we got a man up and woman up. We have to take control back of our communities. We can't get so revolutionized or thinking that we're so revolutionized. Because let me tell you about a revolutionary that I stand that is of color. Our brother, our dear brother, Ernesto Che Guevara. They said that brother was a fool, that some people had gone in and were pretending to be revolutionaries and were robbing the masses, were robbing the populace, the people in the village. And when Che caught up to him, when our dear comrade Ernesto caught up to him, he lined him up and had him fi- at, on a firing squad. Mm. He lined him up on a firing squad. So we have to understand who is the enemy to the revolution, even though they may look like you. I'm not saying, I'm not, don't get me wrong, because I know the fair to living people is one. Yanga said we need to line them up, put them on the fire. So I just say that publicly. <laughs> <You>
4: know,
1: <laughs> I'm saying that we, as black men and black women, African men and African women, that care about their communities, that care for the lives in their communities, have to step up. We can no longer be afraid or no longer have apathy. Toward the crimes being committed by our people, for the sake of simply being black, we have to raise the bar and the standards of what it is to be black. We wonder why the senseless killings. What can we do? What are some of the solutions? One of the, the another solution I put out there is raise the 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 bar and the standard for being black. When did it drop? When did good grades equate being white? Being able to speak equate to being white? When did caring about anything equate to being white? How did we allow them to have us to fall, debase ourselves, so much so that everything negative had to be black? We know what they I know we're gonna go through the West addiction, what they say black is, but when did we start to accept that? When did we stop striving to be the very best? When did we stop being the goal setters? When did we stop being the trend makers in music, math, science, inventions? Not just in Africa, but here. Despite our conditions. We still were trailblazers and led the way. How did we get to where we're at now? When it taking place, did we feel like that we arrived? One of the things that I think that happened to us is that we really got caught up into the uh, Eurocentric thinking. And we begin to divide ourselves. We, we begin yeah. to not see ourselves as a whole, that we stop literally being our brother's keeper that we stopped pulling one another's coat, that it became easier to start the distance and separate ourselves I, I ain't with that nigga, master. We started allowing them to change what our self worth was to what like I you know, people come in, I have my master's degree. You're absolutely right. You're you're absolutely, you have your master's degree. I guess your nigga your master say you worked it, nigga. So all you have is your master's degree. So we have to ask ourselves, when did these things, when did what they stamp us with, when they say that they approve of us, make us to start to feel that we were better then? So when you do this, when you start to have this type of, that your your manhood and your self-worth is based on your material possessions, And we all know that in capitalism, in a capitalist society, only a very few will attain
3: that level
1: that these capitalists and mainly predominantly these Europeans, these white boys, say is successful. So it creates that level of despair, that classism creates that level of hopelessness, that if I don't rap or run the rock or sail the rock, I'm not going to make it out of the ghetto. And then by not only accepting their standards of value, their standards of manhood, when we accepted their thinking psychologically, we begin to despise ourselves and despise anything that looks like us. So we quit to holler out, fuck that nigga. Excuse my language if we have young people listening. We begin to despise ourselves. And once you begin to despise yourself, you despise everything about you and everything your hands touch and you're too cowardly to kill yourself so you kill something that looks like you kill yourself kill that 2 year old toddler put a gun in your mouth and end your own life kill yourself if you hate yourself that much then kill your damn self i'm sorry i am so it just it is it is it's heart wrenching that we have Come to this And this is what I was talking about When we were talking about Them beating That white handicapped child That white handicapped boy In Chicago No I don't feel like That they should be railroaded I blame the social cultural economic system That made them feel like they had to snap To that degree But I was telling people who celebrated that That savagery knows no limits that barbarity knows no limit The same way they'll do him like that They'll do anybody like that We must address the psychological We must address the social cultural, Going on that create this psyche In our young people That has made our young people murderous Our young people are murderous We need to find out why they're so angry why what's the feeling of hopelessness and despair? Where is this coming from? Again, it's your brother Chairman Yang of People's Black Panther Party. Radical Views Wednesday. Independence Black Talk Talk Radio. We're talking about why the senseless killings and what would you do? What are your, some of your solutions? And we love it from you. I love the, the the more the radical, the better because we're living in radical times. What can we do? How do we move past this talking? What are some of the solutions that we can take that are needed, brothers and sisters? Let's go to our phone lines. Area code 206 7404. Your mic is open.
4: Black power, black power, black power. Black
1: power. Black power.
4: I want to say, uh, long live the spirit of Khalid Muhammad. Uh, I want to say to you, Chairman Yanga. Uh, this is Jay Diesel of the New Black Panther Party on the Ashima Zinga. I do want to say, this is a very powerful show. I like the points that you Thank hit. Thank you, bro. Um, no, no. Um, a lot of the points that you're hitting on with the gangs or the street organizations and the way they got flipped. Um, yes, sir. That's one way. That, I think that's one way that we that we have to. Uh, combat the violence against our people with because the youth make the movement and like you said the the leadership was taken out of those organizations left a void that was filled by those that just like you said they started going for the money and selling the dope so I think we have to make this appealing to the youth and re-educate them to what they're supposed to be standing on in the first place because once they realize Mm. what they're supposed to be standing on then they have to make that decision are you really a crip when you know what it really means are you really a Blood when you know what it really means you feel
1: me and now you stick to the script like that. That's right, brother. I agree I agree with that whole heart. Right on. And and, and, and and I think the brothers man is absolutely right. Like I said, man, coming from being a double OG, when I was coming up in that thing, we knew what we knew that we were community revolution in progress. Point blank. Community right. representing independent people. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And what and, and sure. so we had it was no doubt. And if there was ever doubt in our mind, then we had the big homies that would straighten your mind up. They would get right. your mind right. You know, right. they would tell me. I can remember being out there on the corner in my days. To go back a little bit, you know, in my days, I was when I was banging is when bang was hard. I was banging in the eighties, and we would be out there, and 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 the big homie would see Miss Johnson and tell me, "Look here, little homie, go help Miss Johnson with her groceries." And I would be upset. I would be upset because I want to hang on the corner with the rest of the homies. He said, but I'd have to go do that and come back. And if I he was like my big brother, if I poked my whip out about helping Miss Johnson with the groceries, it, it was called a chess call. You won't get that chess call. Boom. Like my chest was caving in He hit me so hard on my chest So we understood The importance we like need we're that. Saying, brother, what, what, Yeah exactly See we had the big homies But what they understood They understood that we, we derived from the Panthers And that once they destroyed the Panthers You had these young people Coming up in the footsteps of the Panthers I call the conduct code the conduct the Crip Constitution All of it was formed when it was written um uh, by Kunjufu, all of it was off of the off of the um the Panther code. So right. coming over this Panther code, they understood that they had this they understood that they had to come after it. You know, right, right. once so, go ahead, brother.
4: No, I just gonna say like that that's what we gotta return to. So those who call ourselves Panthers no matter what formation. So we know that we won. Right? We move in we move yeah. in as one. And, and not just the Panthers, but any revolutionary-minded brothers and sisters, RBG, 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 Black Guerrilla Army, no matter what, you're just a brother who just cares about your community. At this point in time, what, you, what you're what you basically alluding to is that the, the leadership is gone, and, and we lost a whole generation because of drugs and getting locked up and getting killed, so that guidance now is missing. And you know youth, they rebel against their parents at a certain point in time, and they look to other people as models of how to be a man or how to be a woman. So we have to be back in those streets showing that model. That information he was just now giving up about the code of conduct and, and all that. This is what these youngsters need to know. You feel me? They need to know mm-hmm. if they're missing mm-hmm. their history. As they're searching around how to be a man, you know what I'm saying? I, I, came front, you know, so I came up at a time where being a man meant that you have to have a whole bunch of females. You had to have some money. You have to have a car on rims and this and that. And this is how we um, associate ourselves as being men. We have to go back mm. to having that code of conduct. And like you were saying, we have to go back to that. What does black mean? Black means that if you can read well, then you're acting white. Being smart is acting white. We built pyramids. You tell me, we have created hundreds of inventions. We create, We were the first to do heart surgery in this country. So when you talking about black, means, means ignorant or or less than. No, blacks should mean supreme. That should mean that whatever yes. we do, we do it to the highest. Anything, any any yeah. kind of any circle they let us in, we 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 go to the top. Whether it's athletics, whether it's science. No matter what it is, no matter it is, music, so that's when we have to get back to that excellence, that black excellence, and that modeling for the youth and educating the youth and what they can really use. Not only that, I don't want to be too long-winded, but also what we, what I feel like we have to do as, or, as black organizations is we have to show success. Being a poor, righteous teacher, it's not that kind no more, you know what I'm saying, because these youth and the other people ain't looking at you if you're jumping off of a bus. You know what I'm saying? That's no disrespect, but the, the keep it real, the work that we do, we should, there should be a value added to it to where if you're going to stay out overnight to go buy those new Jordans, you should be putting some money in the bucket for these Panthers and these other org- local organizations in your community. You feel me? There should be a, a model of success that we're able to show the youth that, yo, when you get involved in this kind of work, doing work for your community, there is compensation. There's a value to it. We don't do it for the money, but we should be compensated and be able to have a comfortable life when we're doing this kind of work rather than trying to tell these, these youngsters to come, mess, come fuck with us, excuse the language, but you're going to be broke and poor and struggling, or you can go over there and sell some dope. You can go over there and sell out to the enemy, and you can have a better living. We cannot, have, we cannot expect them to have to make that decision and to make the decision to do the right thing more than not. You know what I'm saying? We have to just understand that.
1: Absolutely, I agree with that. you know, one of, the, one of one of the things that we, one of the things too, working on, and I like that you said that, and I and I like this exchange is is the developing this path of culture that we want to we want to be able to, to defy what success is. It's like what you right. were just saying. You came up in an era where it's what kind of car you drove, or what kind of car you drive, what what, what kind of clothes mm-hmm. you're wearing, what kind of shoes you have on your feet. He success now, so we have to go back to the what I like to call man the um, the strong black element. We call it whatever we want to call it, but success is defined defined by how a man treats his family, how right. you raising your children, you know how do you treat, how you treat your neighbor, the respect you give right. in your neighborhood, you know because right. one of the things they they were always. See, this is the problem with us having us as African people in America chasing trends. They will always come out with the new. When we put, when we defy our success by material possessions, we'll never be successful. I'm gonna tell you, I'm Definitely. behind the times. I got my first iPhone, yo, and I just thought I was doing the phone. I came home and 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 my children saw the iPhone. And they say, oh, that's an that's iPhone S, this, or whatever. That's, yo, that's like last year's model, or that's, they on some new stuff. Yo, know, if I define my success, <laughs> you know what I'm, If my success was tied to a phone, I'd never be successful. So, success, our so, so success, children have to start to learn that success is a work ethic. Yeah, daddy may not make a million dollars, but daddy has a strong work ethic. I mean, you know, Daddy was a strong black man, he was a disciplinarian. You know, he was a man of wisdom. He was a man of substance and justice and a just man and a compassionate man, you know. And that's one of our problems and to me in my opinion of course, is that when our people look to materialism and and uh, and, and um these things to measure their success, then they lose the morals and the ethics. It's all about what it's all about their possessions, and and that's even to the expense or at the expense of their brothers and sisters, where they have to lie, rob, steal, and unfortunately kill. Right.
0: So how right. do we create
1: this? How do we create this culture of self worth? How do we create this culture of? And to me, and I'm and and man, I'm, I'm glad you called in because as being in a path of formation, this is one of our goals. You know, to create this. This atmosphere of to create, like, what is it, our non-local objectives, I'm sure that we all share. Objective number one, to create a strong black power movement. Right. And a movement, and the wording is very important because it doesn't say a strong black power organization, but a strong black power movement. Movement,
0: that's
1: right. Movement, right, like they had in the 70s. And a movement, it consists of and is comprised of. Any organization, that's right. Literature, right, music. Culture, yes, every organization. We need every organization on every front. So let, we must create this movement for our young people well, to be, It has to be hip again. Let, let me to, say like this. Let me. I don't want. No, I don't want
4: to cut your. I don't, don't want to cut your wisdom, but you, you said, "How do we uh, bring this value in, in in this cultural? You know, redefine success." And I'm, And here's what I think. First of all, you're absolutely right. we got to redefine success. Success be, for the black nation should be nothing short of liberation, independence, self-esteem. There's right on. Right.
1: Success- That's right. You said that, brother? Nick, so how do we make this
4: movement appealing? How do we, we have to have Oh, you, got a radio show right here. you know what I'm saying? So this is part of what is needed in the movement. We have to have our own media outlet. We have to print our media outlet We have to be able to set the trend. You know what I'm saying? Let the youth know. This is what we
1: doing now. You know what I'm saying? Oh you need Bru- doing that. You hear me? Yeah, I can't you done your phones coming in and out. You were sounding low. You may have to go back a couple a couple sentences.
4: Oh, so I was saying that basically the way we can model um, and put out what we need to put out as far as the, the definition of success, being liberation, you know, uh, self-determination, you know what I'm saying? And as far as being able to set these trends that these youths go by, well, we utilize the tools that we have, like this radio program right here. So yeah. we're getting the word to the people. And independent black media programs, they need to – They we can't see ourselves as competition. We should be in collaboration. So we could build mm-hmm. this front. You turn on the TV. There's a thousand channels on TV, all white supremacy programming. You turn on the radio. There's a thousand, tens of thousands of radio program programs that's told down the white supremacy. So there's no reason that we can't have hundreds of black, pro-black African, you know, what I'm saying pan-African mm-hmm. black nationalist stations that we can, you know, saying use to get our message out. We, we got to attack it all fronts. We got to use the music, the arts, you know, what I'm saying tangible things, business entrepreneurship. When these babies are going to these colleges, they should be going to get the skills to bring it back, to build their communities and to build their nation, not to try to go work for IBM or Microsoft. Use to get the skills that we can utilize, so we can get land, and we can have our own institutions. The Chinese don't give a damn about Trump being in the office because they have a Chinatown. I just don't do Chinatown in Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Every street is yep. lit up with their writing on it. You know you're in Chinatown. You feel me? They have their own economy going on. We could do these same things, and we've done these things before. I think a lot of our people, sometimes we get caught up with what we need to do. We forget that we've already done this before. You feel me? We've done this right out of slavery. We built 100 cities. So don't tell me that right now whenever we have all these conscious individuals and we can't do it again. We could do it again, but we can't. uh, I hate to say it, but we can't wait for the masses sometimes. Those of us who know better, we're the ones that are going to have to link up like Voltron and make these things happen, and then it will start trending when people see progress. So Malik, do yeah. you bad? If I, could, if I could do a shameless plug, you will be on Black Stand Radio this Saturday, and I invite you and the People's uh, New Black Panther Party and all black nationalists and Panthers to join this call. For something that he did, and as you know, weeks ago, he made a call for any petty to be dropped and for all of the Panther formations. Like you said, we all believe in the same commandments, the 10-point yeah. program. So that's what's going to unite us. And we can all operate in a cohesiveness that will be a movement, not an organization, a movement, a united front. This is what's going to be respectable to the people, and more importantly, what's going to be used to protect and advance our people. So this is where we're going with this, So we do have to make it look cool. You know, we have a lot of revolutionary armies that are starting to captivate these young students, these young minds, because they're here in they're hearing their dope beat with a dope swag flow, but it's telling them who Marcus Garvey is in those flows. It's telling them who Khalid <clears throat> is. It's telling them who Dr. Sefi is. It's tell telling them the great things that we have done in the past and must
1: do right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you, and, and you can call that out again one more time with uh, Dr. Shabazz will be on on Saturdays. You,
4: you said yeah, quick so I don't know if he's crooked. Yeah, he's going to be on Black Rock Stand Radio Saturday three o'clock Eastern time. So, I mean, just put black eye stand in the search engine, it's on block talk and I, I invite you to call in, you know, and, and uh, I just want to give a shout out. Cause I'm, I'm proud of, uh, of my comrades all over the nation right now, because, you know, it's going to take us to be able to stand up and to get the support of our people. You know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't uh, let our consciousness as some conscious community people do make us separate from the church you could believe it or not, you what you know saying no matter what you think about the church, that's the backbone of our community. I think that's another strategy that we have to implement 'cause that's what that's what our forefathers did. Where was these labor votes um usually pinned at? Where were they usually conspired at? At the church. You feel me? Yeah. What was the church doing back in the days? They was giving to the community. They was feeding the community. People knew that they can go to the church for salvage, they can go to the church for refuge it was serving their needs. So this is what we have to make. This. I mean, I can go on and on. This is what we have to make, this. and this and organizations we have to we have to connect with our churches and other
1: strong institutions and rebuild new institutions and build new institutions. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, we have to go. Yeah, wherever our people, wherever our people are, we can't be ashamed to go get our people. And in the spirit of, in the spirit of of of, of unity and coming together and not uh, divisive. Right i
4: like absolutely yeah well you know. unity most i mean unity is does not mean that we all dress alike think alike or in the same organization and pray alike that's called being uniform unity means yeah. we have the same objective we have the same objective you want to be free liberated so do i the masses of our people do so now what can you do in your skills your talents your your uh gifts that you have, what can you contribute? That's That's how we have to start looking at this, because we're under the yoke of many nations. You feel me? We have, we have many nations, many European nations, many European ideologies in this country alone that all understand one thing, if they don't agree on, on the homosexual agenda, if they don't agree on Republican or Democrat, they all understand that in order for them to survive, being one eleventh of the population of this world, that they must divide and conquer and keep their foot on our necks. They don't give a damn about keeping their foot on the Chinese necks. They don't even care about having their foot on the Mexican necks. They know that they know who the gods are. They know they know who they must keep in a certain place because if not, our rise has to mean their fall because we can't
1: occupy this place at the same time.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's absolutely right. And I want to go back to touch on and I and I appreciate that too, brother. I definitely appreciate that. That that that's a good look. Um, to go back to like what you were saying, man, that a lot of the things that we accomplished before. We've been right. there before, we've we, we we we've done and we can accomplish it. One of our one of our, our problem and it goes back to when we talk about this materialism, when we talk about how do we define success, is when we looked at the civil rights movement and started to go into the civil rights movement, not only did we Integrate. Not only did we integrate um, our our, what I feel like was our money, which was a big downfall, Mm -hmm. but also our morals and our ethics. You know what I'm saying? And we started to feel like that we had arrived. And when the people started feeling like that, we started to forget about the importance of communalism, the importance of cultural, social communalism. And I've said before on these on on these shows that, and you put brought up the example, like you were talking about. Chinatown. I had the privilege of riding through Chinatown and I believe it was Manhattan. Was it Manhattan Doctor Justice? I believe it was Manhattan. I forget what part of New New York it was in. That we was going through Chinatown. And I and that was I noticed the same thing that you noticed. The Chinese riding, the Chinese it was stores. Manhattan. I didn't see Manhattan, right? Okay. Yes, sir. I, I didn't, Manhattan. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see McDonalds. I didn't see Kentucky fried chicken. I didn't see any, you know, I yeah, I didn't see any of this type of thing Riding through Chinatown. So, you know, what stood stood out to me was the fact that all of these people could practice this nationalism, but when it came to us practicing nationalism, for whatever reason, this fear has been beat into us that the very word becomes a bad word and a dirty word. That's right. You see, and and so when with this type of fear. When you know, as you like, I said, I believe as a man think of, so is he with this type of fear, then our actions will do just that. It will take us away from the, that uh, anything that we think or perceive to be a threat. So we start That's to back up did. and we start. to... Go ahead, brother. My best. Well, no,
4: I didn't mean to cut you off. But what I mean, well, you hit it right on the nail. It's fear. So let's yeah. let's go back in the, Let's go back to around 1921. Everybody's familiar with Black Wall Street. Yeah, in Toclo, Oklahoma, okay? A very thriving community. Well, that wasn't the only thriving community. There's tw- there's 13 other black towns in Oklahoma alone. Remember, Tulsa was not, or uh, mm-hmm. Black Wall Street wasn't a city. It was a section of a city. Or what made Black Wall Street ultimately fail? It wasn't the bombs that they dropped, because we rebuilt it years later. Okay, just in, in a mm-hmm. uh, few short years, we rebuilt it. You know what actually did Black Wall Street in? It was integration. Mm-hmm. Pressure makes diamonds. At that point, we had no choice but to spin with each other. We had yeah. to love each other. We wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't dare call ourselves niggas and bitches. We were brothers and sisters. You feel me? Right after that integration, right. after we didn't have to spin with ourselves, and we didn't understand, and we didn't That's keep right. the the traditions of a strong black family. Now, all of a sudden, we're bitches and we're niggas. We can shop with Macy's. We can shop with Walmart. We can shop with all these other people. So why not So why not do that? Because now that means that we're free because we don't have to just spend with just our people. Now, nah. You know what I'm saying? A, a Jewish person will never mm. go buy something from you that they can get from their Jewish brother. They won't do it. They don't care if they have to drive an extra 10 miles, pay an extra $5. They ain't doing it. The Chinese they ain't doing that either. They're going to spend with themselves. They understand the military science of economics. You dig? Mm-hmm. So when we get back to that well, point, because so we have these examples, but go ahead. What?
1: No, I'm sorry. I didn't want because you just want to jump in there because you're you're absolutely right. And this is one of the things. Like I said, I I would have loved to have you on Monday's, uh show because we were definitely talking about programming. That this is how they program. That it is a part of their social cultural understanding philosophy. They tied it into their religion. It's almost a sin for them not to not to shop with one another. Or to spend with one another. Right. In fact, there's mm-hmm. so much, you know, that they are so socially, um, so socially connected that they look at what their community needs. They'll start raising their children if they don't. If they have a shortage on doctors, they will start to raise their children to be doctors. They mm. have every possible thing they need within their community, so that that money can travel. But 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 all of that, you know, a lot of that comes from like what we talk about—that social cultural programming. It's almost a sin right. for them to shop outside and to shop with anyone else. That has been beat into us through due to integration. Like I said, what we call success and the standards of success that we emulate, our and colonizers, down to everything—even we follow him in his capitalist ways because we love capitalism, even though it was built. On, our, on exploitation of us and the murder of other people. We follow him in his ways. We love our oppressor and our colonizers so much. We love this white man so much and emulate him so much that we even hate niggas. We even mm-hmm. hate ourselves. This is how much we love him. And he has taught us so well that we hate ourselves. And we do what these young people have done in Chicago we murder one another. And this is That's some it. of the things that, like you were saying, brother, we have to address. And exactly. Brothers like yourself, brothers like myself, brother comrades on this line right now, we, we grasp this. Here's the challenge for us, the second part of, like, what the radio show is. And this is why I love this this intercourse you and I are having, this dialogue, because the second part of it is, and what we do at the People's Black Panther Party, when I say is once we get all this information, how do we make it digestible? How do we take it? And disseminate it to the masses of people where it is digestible, where it's understandable, where it's not so out there, it's so you know it's just so um you know technical or lofty in idea and scheme that they really can't get it and apply it to their everyday life. that's the challenge yeah. that is our that is our biggest challenge, like you were saying, it's hard to get out here and rap to the young people. And talk to younger people Or any people When they don't look at this As being successful mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying well, When I we suck in the... Go ahead bro
4: we're, I mean we're the trendsetters As, as, as uh, black African people We are the trendsetters For the whole planet You were speaking about The hip hop earlier And you are talking about The Karis One The Chuck D You know what I'm saying uh, The conscious distance over on the West Coast, Paris' group, that's yeah. what we were seeing on the mainstream TV. You remember your own TV rap? Every Saturday, yeah. we could turn on your own TV rap. So was it all 100% positive? Maybe not. But damn it, there was some balance in this. And even the the unconscious or the, the gangster rappers, if you listen to their album, even the NWAs, they always have at least one song to let you know they care about their people. No matter how many yeah. times too short called our women out of their name, you know what I'm saying? He was young. You gotta understand that. But you listen to his albums. There's always one or two songs, letting at least letting you know, you know, I love my people. Dude, something mm-hmm. you you could tell by the spirit. You know what I'm saying? Even if they were doing bad, just feeling, you can discern what they really had on their heart. You know what I'm saying? So that made um, the consciousness global because you had kids all the way in Europe, packing stages to see, packing concerts to see Chuck D, Public Enemy. You dig? So if yeah. we can make the whole world, you know what I'm saying, recognize our greatness, unfortunately, what happened is now, since our hip-hop and our culture has been hijacked, now the whole world is looking at us like bagging pants and all this other garbage. So mm-hmm. we have the power to yeah. do that. So through the music, through the arts, through the media, this is very important because 95% of anything that's put out by Panthers is put out by the enemy. Brother, you know that. Most of the information... Yeah that our people get that that that's based on pen, I don't care what formation you're in. Ninety five percent of any information that goes out about our organizations is done by our enemies. Counterintelligence program is real and it's still around. And unfortunately we even have some of our own brothers and sisters who will inadvertently conduct themselves according to the protocol of counterintelligence program because they only wanna when somebody like us says something that needs to be done, or information come out, they neutralize that information. Isn't that part of the objective of the counterintelligence? Discredit. Yeah. Don't don't give any solution, but just neutralize what somebody's doing. We got to quit doing that. And the way we do that is we have to control our own narrative. If you're only looking at CNN and Fox to get information about what's going on with your nation, with our with our people, they're going to give you what they, they're going to give you. Chicago shootings last weekend, number to thirty. They're not going to give you that. They're not yeah. going to give you what you're doing in your community. They're not coming out to check what we're doing. They're not, checking, they're not even telling you what New uh, new Air Detroit's doing. They're not telling you about the moms and Pop's grocery store over here that made a program of sponsored some children to give them a college fund. They're not going to tell you none of that. They didn't tell us about the 19-year-old doctor, brother from uh, Georgia. They didn't tell you about the 15-year-old little sister who flew all the way from California to New York. They're not telling us that. That's what it, that would have to be our job in the media to do that, and, and that's what we do. We have to control our own narrative. We have to tell the good fight that's going on. We have to let them know that there is progress, because brothers like me and you know that there's progress. That's why we do what we do, because we know that that we're going to. But a lot of our people don't understand that because they're relying on different people's narratives. And when you do that, you don't see your own progress. You don't see that right now what's developing is a black nation coming into actual statehood in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. We're looking back up across the, the waters. Marcus Garvey's work is still at play here. He said, look for him in the whirlwind. That's where he's at right now. Now we're being linked back to our continent at a point where we could do business with other nations. Once we collectively put it all on the record like we spoke to, we could do business with like, with other nations. We don't have to worry about <laughs> the currency. If we can be cold and shelter ourselves, we don't need their money anymore. We create right. products. We, we're the right. battery that makes this world run. And our, our homeland business is the battery that makes this planet run. All we gotta do is plug that in. That's it.
1: That's Please. it, brother. So well,
4: I mean, I just wanted—I just said that to say that what we're doing is what we're supposed to be doing, and and, and we just gotta keep doing it. And that people actually see that project, they are gonna join in. So go ahead,
1: bro. Yeah, brother. That's right on, man. That's right on. You know, one of the things that I I wholeheartedly believe for us, victory is assured, and we have to definitely, like you said, go back and do the works. We have to reach across those lines and start to build those things, and I like one of them that? because I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of controlling our image, getting this media, eventually getting away from where we even have to use blog talk radio, where we start to control our own airways. These are things right. that, we, that we're working working towards, and we understand that they will eventually come in fu- fruition. But those steps, those steps start, getting the people involved in their own self-determination, Getting the people to see that this is more than just I think a lot of times um, for our people that we start to look at our africanness or blackness or whatever that we start to look at that as being a hobby as being a side thing that we do not not if it's attached to our everyday existence, not looking at the necessity how necessary it is for our survival and our continuity I continue you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is one of this is one of our, our our biggest problems. You know, and like I said, go back and this is why we talked about when we talked about um, money with the programs. The programs being programs such that feed that
4: mm-hmm.
1: that start to feed that sense of self worth. That start to give us that sense of strong identity. That want that okay. that start to make us to have this affection. And caring for one another in our communities and want to start to work to build and develop our communities towards that independence. I think a lot of times that when we talk about, like you and I were talking about, the people are fearful, not just fearful of uh, these Europeans, but fearful of independence, fearful of responsibility, fearful of being accountable. See, it's something like Mm -hmm. stinking. You know, when you do, it goes back to like what you were saying. It goes back to uh, with this, with this, uh, the Jews and other nationalities that come into that come into this country and start to build their little nationalist enclaves. That start to build their sections and parts of the city. What it does is that they, it you can see the accountable spending. How many of us don't want to do that thinking? We don't want to do the research, or we don't have think tanks. That do the research to say, hey, when you buy from this company, it sponsors this, or that company right. is a sponsor of that. We have no uh, a, a connection to anything. Our brothers and sisters right, right here in America, uh, are let alone our brothers and sisters on the continent. So it's going to take with the accountable spending. It's gonna take being responsible, and one of those responsibilities we were talking about. Because I do want to keep in in line with the theme of the show about these senseless killings and what can we do. Like I was saying, the radical idea of parenting. Just start being responsible parents. That's where it's gonna. That's where it's gonna start from. It's gonna start in our homes, comrade. It's gonna start in our homes. Being responsible, letting our people know that they're One of the things I will give to my grandmother used to drive me crazy when I was coming up, and I didn't understand until I got older. She used to say, remember, the race is on your shoulders. I never understood exactly what that meant. The race is on your shoulders. Mm. That the world was watching me and that I had a... Whether whether the statement was right or wrong, a lot of times I feel like that was a wrong statement. I was like, man, the race ain't on my shoulder, you know. But I understand the gist of it, that I had a response, that not only was the race on my shoulders, that I had a responsibility to my ancestors, to my predecessors, and to those people that would come after me, but the same way I had a, to be a mark of good for our race because we had people that were looking at us and saying that we couldn't accomplish or that black people were lazy or whatever these, these stigmas that they attached to us that are straight BS, but that those same stigmas were going to be attached to me due to other people that didn't know the race was on their shoulders or didn't give a damn that the race was on their shoulders. We're going to have to be accountable and responsible. These things happening in Chicago, These things happening in every other city across where we're black on black crimes, we have to not only should we be moved by the senselessness of it, but in a sense we should be angry because it happened to us as if that was our child or happening to us directly. We should feel some accountability, some responsibility. And I'm willing to guarantee you once we start feeling that real strong emotion, that sense of really being accountable, like, damn, how did this happen? Where are we going with our youth? Then our actions will start to move in a way that we will start to try to stop that process. That we'll start to do some things to um, that we'll start to do some things to really change the direction of that. These are some of the things that we have to look at, you know we know our history, knowing our history how does that how is that history applicable to this day and time you know how can we how how can we make it to where it's uh how can we make it to where or 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 it's Go ahead, brother. I'm Brother, did you want to say something?
4: Uh, you, no, I just got cut off on the phone. Uh, okay. We're at 74 minute. But uh yeah, I mean the fear factor. I want to go back to that fear factor, you know, um You hit it on the nail. I I see people sometimes, I speak to people in person, and especially on social media, I see the questions always being raised, like, okay, we get rid of white supremacy, then what are we going to do? How are we going to feed and clothe and shelter ourselves and all this kind of ridiculous stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah, very ridiculous. Like like people actually think, we have people that actually would think that if there was no white man and no white supremacy that we wouldn't be able to live. Like, picture that. Picture that. But, but, but we're teams we're and queens, and God, we got it. We need to cut the crap. And, and, and I'm going to put it to you like this, just to be straight up about it, and, and this might offend some people, but what it really boils down to is there's some of our own people who ain't going to be worth a damn. I mean, straight up. They're already programmed. We, if we look at it like we have to get everybody, we won't be successful, and it will only give us heartbreak because we have to accept some Some. some of us just ain't going to make it. That's just, that's just the real. So right now yep. the purge is happening. The person's happening right now. We're seeing who's with us and who's not with us by their works and their deeds. We know if you're with us or not. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what it's going to mm-hmm. take to be able to discern who's with us. And you'll see by the fruits. We judge by the fruits, not by the title.
1: Yeah. You can call
4: yourself what you that's want. Right. You can call yourself Comedic, Israelite, Moore, a Panther, an RPG. Call yourself what the hell you want to call yourself. We're going to know what you are by your works, though. You know what I'm saying? If that work is contrary to building this nation, then you're an enemy. You matter of fact, you're more dangerous than the white man because you can slide in our shit because you look like us. That's right. So we ain't gonna trust right. the white man when he comes over here. So I'm not saying that to create any kind of self hate or a uh, suspicion amongst each other. What I'm saying is, those of us who know, who are already doing this work, we're the ones that's gonna have to link up and put our issues aside, man, and and work together. You want to be free? So do I. You know what I'm saying? You want to have an independent black nation and even our own land and territory? Well, damn it, so do I. So how can we work together? Because when you go work for the white man, you don't give a damn about if your co-worker is a Christian or a Muslim or not. At their lunch break, they can yeah. go and pray to whoever they want to pray to, and then you get back to the job. So why don't we look at it like that when we're building this nation? We have to. And those who understand that, it's time for us to form like both and yeah. see how much how yeah. much
1: work we put in. That's right. That's absolutely right. That is absolutely right. And I And I don't think that I could have said it much better. We have to understand that – I've constantly said that African people here are not a monolithic people. That in that's order right. for a society to be successful, that it's gonna to have to be accepting of all the people that make that society up. That's what makes a rich right. society. I think that that's what makes a movement. But you know, one of the things that has happened to us, we've become so religious based that we've lost we've lost you know that we've become so religious based and so steeped in theology. That that has become our everything. That it has become. We've allowed that to become our identity. How many times has people heard me say that? You can ask any people, any nation of people. You ask the Asian man. The Asian man, what are you? He said, I'm Chinese. I'm Japanese. I'm Korean. I'm Filipino. Filipino. Right. You know, ask the Hispanic man. Hispanic man, what are you? I'm Puerto Rican. I'm Mexican. I'm whatever. Ask the black man, black woman. What are you, black man? What are you, black woman? I'm a Jew. I'm Hebrew Israelite. I'm a Muslim. Right. I'm cometic. So we've defined ourselves by these theologies and when you do that then you limit your world. You start to almost get right. in a cultish like thinking. You start to think mm-hmm. that if someone doesn't believe as you believe or see it the way that you see it, right. then they're wrong. And then they right. know that you can't even work with them. That they're so right. wrong. But once we understand that African people are not a monolithic people, we're not all one thinking one-way people. We're not all going to eat the same and dress the same and think the same, but this is what enriches us as a people. This is what creates movements. When we talk exactly. about the movement, we were talking about that it's, it's comprised of um, science and literature and art and music and dress. These are what movements are comprised of. So once you know you have all of these different mindsets and all these different ideas, then this is what's going to create this movement. But the criteria for it should be, like you said, brother, empowering, liberating, advancing the cause, the nation of African people here in America. If it isn't that, then it's counterproductive. And that's what we're going to stomp out. Like what you say, and we say it time and time again, and I say it time and time again, all my skin folk are not my kin folk. That if your ideology, if your understanding and your philosophy is not right and exact. It's not about the upliftment of African people in America and throughout the diaspora and on the mother continent that I can't fuck with, that I can't mess with. That's right. Because, you know, that's right. because when this you, is when the you thing that's that, going to... Go ahead, brother. No, no, go ahead, and finish. No, no, please.
4: Uh, well, I was going to say, when, you, when, when we have... This is why that, that knowledge itself and, and programs like this and, and a lot of our master teachers of the past and present it's so important because we do need that knowledge itself. You, you spoke to it earlier um, when you said, uh, what would you say? Oh, you are speaking about how it's ingrained in other people's culture like a religion. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So we have that knowledge itself, and we understand what we have to do. We have to ingrain this. We have to make that part of the culture, like, like part of this culture. Yes. Part, of our, part of our spirituality has to be to serve us. So it doesn't even matter because if you have a knowledge itself and your objective is independent, the liberation – then it doesn't matter what kind of religion or spirituality you practice because you're going to make sure that that practice backs what you're trying to do rather than trying to conform to that spirituality in which could have been uh, regrafted 3,000 years ago by people who ain't us for their mission, their cause. So when you have that knowledge of self, you you can go ahead and take on Islam. You can take on whatever you want. If you have that knowledge of self, you're going to use whatever's in that book, whatever's in that teaching, like Elijah did, Elijah Muhammad did, and you're going to use that. To establish what we're really trying to establish, because if you're not doing that, if you're not using your spirituality to to progress as a as a, as a personal on your personal, your family, your community, your nation, then it's a wasted spirituality. It's a wasted religion. So I don't have no problem with what somebody wants to believe, but what does that belief compel them to do? Damn it, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So if, yeah. so, when we have that understanding, our culture will become religious and spiritual in itself, and we understand. Okay, well, because of the situation that we have, all these converts, Poverty in these major cities Well then that means if we economically spent with ourselves More right now we spend 2% of our Money with ourselves if we only increase That to 10% that would create a million new Jobs okay so in every State that would be like 20,000 new Jobs well some states don't even Have that many jobs so maybe in a bigger state to be More but that's just the average so imagine Just being able to increase how much money We spend when we want to bullshit and Fuck off some money imagine go Purposely and, 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 and re- uh, Redirecting that money you know what I'm saying? Like making a purposeful, mm-hmm. conscious decision to redirect some of that money intentionally towards black businesses. When we start doing that as a, co-op, as a cooperative, as a nation, when we start seeing ourselves as a nation, because we are a nation by definition. We might not have a statehood yet. That's a whole different thing. But we are a nation. So when we see ourselves and understand this, then we spend with ourselves. We love ourselves. We don't give a damn if it's setting down these schools because somebody's going to pick up the slack and we can do some homeschooling, which we need to do. We can put, We can make Ooh. Anything that we can do, we already have the institutions, we have the organizations, we have the skill sets, we have engineers, we have scientists, we have doctors, we have attorneys, we have everything to be a nation right now, if we just properly um, solidify it,
1: yeah we're it's the mindset yeah, it's, it's like right. it goes back to like you said, it's the mindset and what and what we're building on, you know it's the mindset, and it goes back to what we were talking about er- um, earlier to find success. And what is mm-hmm. getting away from the man? See, one of our one one of our problems, in my opinion, of course, is our need to have certain material possessions. The way that you know, and this is what stops the spending with us. See, they've programmed in us that if you don't possess a certain material, then you're not successful. So if we don't right. produce that, if you don't have a Versace, 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 if you don't have Gucci, you know, if you don't have, I mean, it's 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 so. And what the sad part, of it, man, is so embedded in us. That, and we've become so uh, capitalists, so unconscious capitalists, that we do free advertising. Man, for you brothers right. and sisters walking around in there, and, and I understand you like your night gear, you like your fresh, feline, whatever gear you're wearing now, but you're doing unconscious. They're not even giving you a discount for rocking their stuff, yo.
3: You're yeah, not everybody. even getting
1: a discount with your big, you know. So we do free advertising. We put it in our music. I remember this mm-hmm. dude had a song called Versace, Versace, Versace. That was the lyrics. Versace, 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 Versace. Kanye the a... Louis Vuitton. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so when you have this, when you have this mindset, then it's hard to spend. You don't use things for what they use for. Shoes are meant to put on your feet and do walking. So you're putting black uh, businesses out. That can't and then we're so and then and this is what gets me we're so psyched out in it like Michael Jordan the Jordans his name is what sold those shoes right. I don't understand why he thought that he needed Nike to be his distributor or to make the shoes he could have just came out with any shoes and had Jordan just said Jordans that That's could right. been the name of the shoe and they could have it but we have to start thinking independently they're redefining success secondly. One of the things that I see about, you know, business and when we talk about economics, like me, I'm a, you know, I'm a communalist, man. I'm a specific socialist. So I do believe, I believe in co-ops. I believe that if we start to control, if the community starts to control the community store, you know, if we all have an investment in our community store, not only will it increase us in revenue, not only will it ensure that we have a grocery store plate to eat, it'll cut down the crust. Yep. Because let me tell you something. If all the community own a piece of that grocery store
3: right. and Boo Boo
1: coming in and rob that grocery store, they'll <laughs> whoop boo's right. from one end of the street to the next. Because <laughs> he's robbing from the people. That's right. Boo won't stand a chance. So that That's we right. have to start having these investment groups.
3: We ride through
1: these communities, man, we got these houses with buildings and boards on the buildings in this. Where are the black investment groups? Where are the black collectives? Why can't we have to, as one of the things you know, I like to push at the People's Party is that, is African investment. Let us get together. If we put, like you said, man, we poo and shoo you away hundreds of dollars a week, man, between the potato chips, the McDonald's, the little Bud, the little smoke, the right. little beers, that some drink, with that money with an investment group and you... Flipping that by the end of the month. I know by the end of the month you will have, with the, the right amount of the 20, 30 people, you can have thousands. If they just took half of what they spend on poo-pooing the shoe short and go through and buy some of these depleted houses and start to renovate them. We have to start looking towards our own futures like what you said, brother, like what you said earlier. A lot of us are so fearful. We think we can't survive without the Europeans' Uh. Uh. Being a part of our life, and this is my design. They did a good job of that. They right. made us feel like that we needed them, uh-huh. and we didn't need them. But that was the, that was the, the biggest part of what this devil did to us. That you won't be able to survive without me. He's done it through his movies. He's done it through his music. Uh
4: huh. You know, constantly
1: I mean- showing through TV. I watch these television programs, and in the television programs, they have these things going on, and when they when they have these things going on, like um, in these shows, uh, when in, in these abandoned these um, schools that are falling apart, they always send a great white hope, some white woman or some white man, teach them how to write poems, and that just makes their life so much better. She wrote about a poem living in the ghetto. When I wrote about yeah. a boy and their mama beating on him and stuff like that. So they're always sending these great white hopes to come in right. and save us. But until we it, we have to, yeah. So it's it's, it's it's time for us to take our destiny in our own hands, but it's going to start with the basic program. Like we go back, and I hate to have to keep going back to the uh, last the, uh, Monday show. Getting away from simple projects. Getting away and, and, and actually Implementing programs We have to start teaching Like one of the things I noticed you were talking About the poor righteous teachers I had the force enough to go through that school of thought To be a poor righteous teacher To be in the, 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 the 5% um in Islam and one of the things That they did have when I was coming up in that And going through that That was civilization classes
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Our organizations have to start teaching Our young men and women And even our adult men and women How to be civilized again have to deal with the reality Of what we're dealing with Many of our people are on government assistance It's real, it's okay It's it's It's, it's a reality In our community But one of the saddest things Is to go to the grocery store And to see our brothers and sisters On government assistance and to look into that buggy. Have you ever looked in that buggy? Sugar box, mm-hmm.
0: Zoom, zooms, right. and
1: whip-whips. Orange, orange drink. Orange juice, drink. Orange right. drink. Drink. drink, right. Drink, right. So the classes have to start, and then by the end of the month, they're out of stamps. So the reality of it is, you need budgeting classes, and you need nutrition classes. Absolutely. Because not only... When I, talk about, when I talk about the resistance movement, I don't only just talk about resisting white supremacy in the physical, resisting white supremacy in your social and cultural, but resisting white supremacy within you. Stop the <clears throat> destructive behavior. Stop the bad dietary habits. Stop the bad living habits. And it's not going to come overnight, brother. No. I'm not sitting and saying that we're a moralistic movement, but we have to stop the things. That destroy us The things that are destroying us Physically and psychologically That way you can see clearly uh, You can't and see and We and can't on, see Go ahead brother
4: well, I'll say it on that note um, When it comes to the economic factor When it comes to the things that are hindering us I mean I hate, I hate to say it But I mean we are funding our own oppression We're funding yeah. it When you look at the 13th amendment then, then you know that, that slavery never ended. Then bit the prisoner of war status, whatever you want to classify it, it's never stopped. Because after the plantations were nationalized, that's what really happened. They nationalized the plantation from individual owners to businesses and to the state by way of plantations. Yeah. And then they wrote in the law that if you are charged of a crime, you could be made a slave again. So now you have private prison. thing is mortgage. And the thing is, we're funding it. Because a lot of these companies that we, do, that we spend money with they got they got on from slave time. That's how they got on.
1: Yeah.
4: That's how they yeah. have their fortune. And they and the more of them still prisons. Invest in a private prison, which are ultimately keep this prison full. If you have a hotel, you don't make money unless the hotel is full. So how absolutely do you sell people an idea. How do you sell people an idea of going to prison? Well, you speak to the music industry, and you got them doing that. You make different kind of laws to make sure you trap certain individuals. And that's what we mm-hmm. have going on right now. So we, cause control our spending and identify. We did this. Uh, what was it? Last we did last last or last uh, holiday season, but the one before it, kind of when we started with that national blackout, where everybody, yeah. you know, saying was saying, "No, we ain't spending money. We caused billions of dollars in, of damages to these corporations." Well, that was a test run. Yeah. Now we know what we can yeah. do and how. So now it's time for all of us to continue to push that. Identify these businesses that we should. That's something that King was good at. Don't, don't get it. yeah. Study, study, study King, he's and up nothing else. So, I'm not saying you I know you, but you know for those who you, we might want to get in that bag. Of,
1: somebody doing Morris Code on your phone? You you. <laughs> uh, You're, is it, you that? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm,
4: I'm traveling right now, so okay. let me try it like okay. this. Well, like I was saying, we need to identify, we need to redo the blackout. We, we have to keep doing that, not just for a holiday season. We have to program ourselves to slowly but surely, I understand that we can't provide all the needs. You know what I'm saying? Some of the things that we need, we don't, we're not into, in, institutionally strong enough to, to realistically tell everybody just don't spend any white. But I'm saying if we can at least identify some businesses that we don't do business with. Now, they don't have the capacity to hire more officers to take us to jail process this through the court, and then put us on the slave plantation. You know I mean? yeah. So once we start doing yeah. that, and then we, we don't just do that, though. We also increase the spinning that we do with ourselves. These are the kind of movements that we have to make trends. As you can see, the work that we do on the ground is, is starting to be recognized by those who have a lot of status. I'm talking about your fiancés and your Colin Kaepernick and your Jesse Williams. Don't get mad when they start showing some consciousness. Pat yourself on the back because they're doing that because they're seeing the work that we're doing on the ground. No movement starts yeah. from the top. It starts from the grassroots. So that means as That's we do brutal. this work, people will recognize, and our allies will start popping up, and you don't know where they're going to come from. They're going to pop up, and next thing you know, it ain't going to take but a couple of days, and we can turn this thing around. So all my people, That's you right. just got to stay strong and keep doing the work, figure out more creative ways to be more uh, surgical with this, you know, saying more effective with this. And in our day, man, the the, the sun is rising again. And we will see. They, we will see. You know saying our nation's strong in our life It's possible. in both of our life well,
0: well, well in the immediacy of the situation, gentlemen, what is it that we could
1: do to stop these killings? Well yeah. yeah. I got you you gotta forgive me, Mr. Justice. I got you. I'm listening to the brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that's one of the what what one of the things that we're we're talking about. What can we do to stop the killings? And I, again this is Um, Independence Black Talk Radio It's your chairman, Yang and Kuhlman We got the brother on We're dropping some some jewels on us Uh, Chime in, press one if you like to chime in It's the senseless killings And what can we do to stop them Some great ideas Some great um, suggestions from the brother And and we know that these things can work You know what I'm saying But like a Minister Justice was saying In the immediacy In the current now what are some of the things that we can do? Like I said, you know, my thing is just really accountability. I go back to like what the brother was saying earlier, really re-educating a lot of the street tribes, getting toward getting yeah. some of the leaders and holding them accountable, yeah. you know, having a, having an African council host snatching their ass up, you know what I'm saying, if need be, saying that if this continues happening, you so-called leader of the street tribe will snatch you up. We are talk. We gonna have a little talk with you, buddy. Let's take a little ride, buddy. So called leader. <laughs> Cause they ain't as tough as yeah. they ain't as tough as you know you playing. There's some cats way tougher. So let's let's take a little ride. If you can't control your dudes, since you're supposed to be the leader, then you need to take the responsibilities of what a, of being a leader is all about. Start taking back our I... neighborhood. Go ahead. Yeah, we, yeah. I Go think ahead, I'm
0: of, uh, of culture is on, and he's from uh, Chicago. And because I called him, I'm like, you supposed
1: to be weighing in on this one here, buddy. You know, he's on, he just pushed one. I was just waiting for him to push one. You know, I don't okay. open up a mic unless they push one. I kept getting your text that he was on. I was just waiting for him to push one. Let's bring the minister of culture in. Chief All right, My hold
3: up, bro, I, Yeah, hold up, bro. How you okay. doing?
1: I'm good, brother. I knew you was on. Justice was telling me you was on, but I don't like to open up people's mics unless they push one to, to, oh, yeah. to let me know that they're ready. I thought I,
3: thought, I, I thought I pushed one, but it's all good. I mean, you oh, know, okay. um you know, like say they, they keep they keep emphasizing the killings, the killings, the killings. But you know, they're not telling you the government's hands and why we have, you know, so much killing. You know why we, you know we. You know we are people that really has lost our way. People has been you know uh, misprogrammed, deprogrammed, and and we don't know anything about our African culture. And then the government attacked them maliciously, went against, you know, what the people don't know that Bobby Gore, the founder of the Conservative Vice Lords, uh, founder of the Vice Lords, and and, Pepp- and Bull. And Jeff and Jeff Ford, these are the three major things. And then you got David Boxdale and for the BDs, they all are, are the best of friends. They all work together, you know what I'm saying? But yet it wasn't them. But they they incarcerated these leaders, and now they they put it one against other. Not only now is it, you know, it's not even really gang against gang. It's cliques now, and gangs fight, vice lord fighting vice lord, disciple fighting disciple, stone fighting stone. It's gotten like that, so because the government, what they did, and we don't have a component, and we know that this crack is our enemy, and we know that We have to have unconditional love, you know, for our people. Then the killing is never going to stop because you don't know who the love are, and you don't know who your enemy is. If you don't know who your enemy is. You really can't be productive. You know, like I say, you know, oh no good, oh no good, cracker uh daily attacked Bobby Gore, attacked Chief again the Blackstone Rangers or the El uh they, checked, they attacked uh Larry Hoover. Larry Hoover. You know, when Larry Hoover went with Settlement, they incarcerated and put bogus charges against him. And, they, and here goes he oh oh Uncle Tom Obama he never gave anybody a pardon. You know, he didn't give any of those guys a pardon and try to get together with them To get homosexual. He didn't even get the political prisons apart because, you know, I think Asada Shakur and Dr. Matulu Shakur and you know, all these you know, Mami Abu Jamal that begin to help educate our young black warriors on who to turn the pistols on. That's that's that so an educational program and actually working with the young people, the grassroots young people, you know what I'm saying? And they over exaggerate To a degree with the violence Uh, Yes it's violent I lost a young brother Four houses Mm -hmm. down from me His father and I grew up together And he just got killed a couple weeks ago So it is violence But it's not to the extent they say it is It's it's only, you say 700 murders There are 500 5 million people in Chicago Black people So if you look at that That's only one out of every 10,000 Commit some type of violent crimes One 100% Of the population, so they're not showing the success stories, the young mother and young father doing the right things for the right reasons. So I I, again just have to understand, and I think building an independent nation is
0: the only solution to
3: stopping the violence. I don't know if if I'm breaking up or not because I'm driving, but uh, building an independent black sovereign nation, and I ain't talking about no telling them about ancient laws. No, I'm talking about with a sovereign nation, with a military to yourself, and having, the, the, you know, United States, the Black America, whatever you want, United states of Africa, whatever you want to call it, but have an independent nation is the only way you really stop the killing. Because then we can show the people the love we want, we need. Without worry about master, you know, getting upset. We can, we can he would, if need be, but I have to worry about. White man jumping in and interfering, so we need to really, you know, like I say, independent nation building is the only thing that's going to really set us apart. When it comes to these these uh, white folks, stop. Mm-hmm. That's the only That's when are going to be able do you're to do that. Not going, you know, you ain't gonna, ain't gonna get I it by giving the message of Jesus. That's not going to help. You, you know? right? It, and and
1: you're absolutely I'm right. Like, independent nation building. I think the question though. Like justice was rising. Like even um, our chief of staff Ward talks about. What are some? We know what the, we know what the the solution is. We know what the problem is. We know what the solution is. What steps do we take to get there? We we know independent. Yeah. I mean it. It's, yeah, that's that's where it's gonna come in. and I oh, agree with you that it's it's the sensationalism of like. So we gotta understand, man, that we're living in capitalist America. And everything is a business. So even the news media is a business. It's about competition. Live on Channel Five, nigga kills twenty people. And 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 the next Channel Eleven, nigga goes rampage. He kills thirty eight people. So it's all about which news you watch. Who's more sensationalist, you know? And 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 we understand that. The issue that has to be addressed because it is okay. You know, we can get statistic wise. Yeah, it may not be that. But the fact that we got young men that this was called faith that a two-year-old was murdered, and if it was so-called gang-related, what or how do we address that? How do we, you know, put a, if not a stop, at least a halt or plant the seed of consciousness? Because I'm with you, Chief. You know, we work with the street tribe, but damn, enough is enough. At one point in time, do, how many times do we keep saying, well, we know this? Because some of these are crimes being perpetrated, now they're being perpetrated against us. And youths are being snuffed out. So how can we get to them to see the importance of nation building? The importance what are some of the first steps that we can take to have them to start to participate in their own uh, in their own self determination? I think that those are gonna be some of the questions that, that that have to be answered. They, they, got, they,
3: got, to be, they got to be educated. Brother they got to have you know, this, this, this bullshit white man's education we're getting. It ain't doing nothing for us. All you Negroes with your doctor's degrees, and master's degrees, They ain't doing nothing for black people. So you think the white man going to educate you properly? The black man has to be educated on one, like I said earlier, who he is, where he comes from, and who his enemy is. And once you understand who his enemy is, then you can... Det- yourself and everything at the end of the day, I was talking to a brother yesterday. I give a prime, it's, it's a leader in our community. And uh he talked about the brother um I just want to give you a, a prime example on how we just don't get an education. And then those of us who claim we so Africanized, we think we watch a couple YouTube videos, go to a Ash lecture or listen to Dr. Ben and then you think you African. You don't even bother with you know, getting immersed in the culture. I said, I said, man, you got an African name, and we're talking about the brother, um, the brother who played Carl Winslow. And he said, you know, yeah. I said, what happened, man? How he died? He was an old fat motherfucker. And he, and I said, man, well, how you gonna talk about that brother that's passed on like that? And I not I, I said but he was there. Yeah. whatever he was, he wouldn't have been there for white supremacy. So I'm saying, we have to have an African separate education. Here's what our leaders are taught us. We have to really get immersed into our culture and therefore we can escape some of the nonsense that these brothers are, you know, pouring out, you know. We but we have to, yeah. we have to get an African centered education. We have to.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And and, and what an African centered education consists of. You know, we have to have that we have to have that curriculum. You know, that it's, it's not just the history of Africa, but like you said, we have to have sciences and the mathematics and the agriculture and the architecture and things that we can start to create our infrastructure and start to create our own, you know, our own business and 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 how businesses run, how tra- international trade and to be able to create a uh, conducive and productive economic system. You know what I'm saying? This is what, and I love that, like what you're saying about this African-centered education. But to me, that's what that consists of. You know,
3: I think that one right. I of mean, the I things mean, like a... us. the being program understanding certain things. I mean, people think, and that's that's part of the problem with you know, the black man here. We become so arrogant to think that you know you hear people saying, "Well, we go back to Africa. We got to teach them." What the hell are you going to teach them? You mess up yourself. You can't teach them. Crackhead. Well. well you know, Homosexual. I think we're going to have to learn from, from. I think
1: things. we're going to have to learn from one another. I think that, right, I, right. you know, that's what is. going to, yeah, we're going to have to learn from one another. We're going to teach right. them some stuff, and they're going to teach us some stuff because they've been colonized. Like, yeah, a lot of them Neopolis, I, 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 well, yeah, Neopolis, right. Neopolis. Let me, right. let's open I'm up no our question. line. Of I'm not, <inaudible> I'm not yeah. of, I'm
3: just ahead, saying I'm just... That that's has to be the mentality. Like, you know, we're going to go over there and just leave. I'm like, man, lead what? No, we got to together learn from them. They learn from us. Malcolm may Schools of thoughts to make a new African, and that new African understands his enemy. That new African understands how to combat the, the colonialism, neo-colonialism. You know what I'm saying? All those things that happened to, you know, to make us the make us the niggers that we are today. And And yeah. that's what has to happen. So uh, You that, know, and funny. and I
1: agree with that. Yeah, and I agree with that, and I and I think that that and that's one of the reasons that you are the national a culture because I do agree with that. You know, in, in conjunction with, you know, and in, in, in I, I, I'm a strong believer in conjunction with. It has to be in a conjunction with because
3: we know, a lot of
1: us know who our enemy is. You know what I'm saying? But one of the problems that the the uh, uh, um that come from that is our enemy has the substance. See, I can know all about the comedic shit. i seen the thing on YouTube. It was funny as shit. The brother had on He said His, 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 um. No, it was on Facebook. They said his Facebook name is M. King Tef Ra, yada, da, 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 He had on this, this you know, African dynam, and he had on all this stuff. He was sitting there looking like a pharaoh. And they said, but by day, he's Leroy Jones, and he had on a McDonald's uniform. So we know who the enemy is, but if we don't create the conditions that will really um, aid our people and assist our people in their everyday life, in the realistic things they face, light bills, rent, food, clothing, shelter, to that nature. Then, even though they know who their enemy is, they're forced to go back to this enemy seeking substance. Let me um let me open the line and bring our, our national chief of staff, Brother Warren. Brother Warren.
2: All right, Black Power, brother, can you hear me. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I just want to bring up a couple of things that I think we all just open out and, and actually bring, bring our public to recognition of that should take place in terms of dealing with our street tribes, especially as it has to do with youth, uh, black-on-black crimes and the youth killing each other. One of the things that I know need to take place and we have to go back to re implementing is these various street tribes. What we need to do is get with the leaderships, whether it be a, a, a large street tribe or the block-by-block level, break it all the way down. The deal is we have to get with them, talk about how these street tribes are organizing and funding themselves, because that's what what the bottom line to a lot of the organizing of street tribes. You say it's love and people come together for that, but at the end of the day, a lot of the cats are involved in these street tribes because it helps bring a hustle. It helps bring a way for them to economically make it. It helps bring a way for them to prosper. So, therefore, what we have to do is go back to those people that are in control of these and help them redefine how they come a, come about developing and, 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 and raising funds and I having would, the economics. So, the, I, so what they call putting in work has to be redefined. Because you got to understand, just like how we can say people like Master B and, and, and a few others in the in the hip hop game started out in the dope game and then re, reinvested that money to into something to that was, you know, less less destructive to our people. So from that standpoint, it's a lot of money being circulated, and a lot of the heads of these different various levels of street tribes control that money. So we have to work with them to redefine the economic hustles that they, that they con- contribute in. Because keep in mind, a lot of, a lot of the prostitution is, is, is held and ran through these street tribes, which also goes back to how our sisters are treated, which also goes back to dope being put, pushed in our community, which go back to destroying our brothers and our sisters and also creating uh, a position of where you have now you have youth having babies and so on and so forth because of the type of ways that they develop their economic base, which forms the foundation in terms of how people are recruited into them, which forms the foundation in terms of how, why I'm involved in this because, hey, I got to hustle now. Hey, I can do this now. Hey, I can get this work now which also goes back into the fact that the majority of the people that go into that are going into it because they have failed, have failed to get a, a decent education or failed to see how to go about making it or coming up with a better or an alternative way in life. So we have to help redefine the financial backbone of how these, how these three tribes are operating. And as we develop that, it's a process, mind you, but as we develop that, it will directly affect the re- repercussions of the fact of how they raise their money and how they organize and how they develop their economic base. Because the economic base is all tied a lot of times, pretty much tied into underworld markets. And all of that is tied right back into crime. And all of that is tied right back into the prison system. So, again, like I stated earlier, we help create our own oppression. We help create our own condition of destruction. And a lot of times that pretty much ties right back into the economic which ties back into how and, and how we see ourselves in terms of having opportunities for advancement. So if we redefine that, we can tie that right back into black nationalism. We can tie that right back into building infrastructure. And before long, we can transition through these processes a means of, of ending all of the basic, basic things that, that are repercussions and strings of that create the conditions of oppression and destruction that we bring about ourselves. So I would say one of the key things we do is go back and I'm talking about us so called leaders here, we go back to these street tribes, we go back to those people that we know are able to organize and run these street tribes and we help them redefine their power base. And as we do that, that will trickle down to the to the to the BGs. Black Power. Black Power.
3: Black Power.
2: Ab absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It, that's, and that's one, one of the challenges Creating that, that economic structure okay. Go well, ahead, Matthew
3: One of the things, too, I can say you know, you know, I deal with Is that, you know, a lot of these Street leaders that if It's not Bobby Gordon, Chief Malik Or even uh, You know what I'm saying uh, Larry, Brother Larry Hoover A lot of these brothers that Are in a position of authority Are bomb pay paid for, for these white people They really working for the government because they really don't want to clean up, you know, the dope in our community. They you know, they really don't want to do certain things. A lot of times the conditions they have when they release them from prison, they, they, they really don't do anything effectively anymore. So, you know, that's part of a lot of them that are bought and paid for. It. They actually paid to, you know, keep the dope in the community, pay to keep things going, keep tensions exacerbated. And some of them don't want to change. They still got the same mentality. You know that they had, you know, when they were teenagers, got a gang banging mentality. You know, some of my peers, man, I I listen to some of them, and, and they, they they say the stupidest things, you know, you know, and they see they constantly see someone get murdered. They they're not even trying to make an effective change. They they still got a, a, a foolish mentality. That's part of the problem. You know? They got they got to go. They got to go. They got to be called out. They got to be addressed, like you said, like man, you know, man, take them for a ride.
1: Exactly. I, I, you I a program. Exactly. Listen, I'm in a whole agreement with that. And that's what gets me about, like I say, I see these, you know, so-called tough, you know, uh, uh, tough, tough-ass revolutionaries, and they screaming this, and I'm willing to die for the revolution. I'm going to give my life for the revolution. And right in their own communities, you got uh, uh, so-called gangs, bullies, terrorizing the community. And you willing to go out there and jump in everybody else's face, you Billy Badass, but right there, right under your nose, right next door to you, you got some punk chump nigger breaking in the houses, raping women, terrorizing older people and younger people, right there in the community, and we overlook that. And ready to jump in everybody yeah. else's face. There has to be there has to be some accountability. There has Baby, to be some why accountability.
3: I see Bobby like okay, we're like, like like Steve like Steve Harvey, you know, he's to get on there, God 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 God, 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 but he won't say anything to strike a blow to white supremacy. They you don't like Donald Trump. That's a Republican Democrat thing. But they won't say anything to break the grips of white supremacy. They won't say anything about it. They get on there with these fairy tales. You know, if you believe in the Lord, you believe in God. God to do this for you. God, that's that's good for episodes of Smurfs. But I ain't how real life work, you know. Some people all this, you know, tell them you know, you just gotta think positive. That of course that has their place, but man, see, Steve Hart, I need resources, man. I need you know, once me to start a business, I gotta have capital to start a business. You can't start no business, I'll start with capital, so quit telling me about God and Lord Jesus, this and that and, and, and put together some investment groups that will invest in young people's businesses. That's that, you're not doing that. You're just talking about uh, God and uh, God and, and Oh, well, uh, gentlemen, if I, if I may
0: intercede here, I endeavored yeah. that, and I spoke with a few of these OGs. Uh, we we had dinner, and we spoke. And these individuals, they don't want what's going on. They don't want what's going on. They want to be able to have a handle on it. And they are
3: willing to talk.
0: And And I think that it, t- it just takes us to get out there and implement this, because I did have an idea once uh, – I had an idea to bring in the stockbrokers and call it the Ballers Club. And bring in some stockbrokers, bring in some people that can show them how to get a portfolio going. You know, uh that 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 was that's just a part of it, the economic base of it. <clears throat> but by the same token, um I can't say that I actually was on the front lines of doing that, Black power.
1: Right power. Black power. Absolutely, you know, and that, and those are good and those are good, you know, good suggestions. You know what I'm saying? But it has to, like I said, man, it has to, to me in my opinion, and all of it, like what you were saying and you saying, saying, um, Dr. Justice, it all has to go back to a communalism. It all has to go back to community empowerment. Because one of the problems, like uh, Brother War was saying, that this economic debate, but one of the things that fuels them is that individualism, that greed for materialism, that consumerism. It's a mentality, See, once we understand that you don't have to have certain possessions don't make you successful, you don't have to have that, then that appetite for it, that appetite for what they said, the appetite for destruction, that need to have that at any cost, is appeased. Once you're not in capital, this capitalist society, breeds competition. You see what I'm saying? So when they start to get in, well, I got to have it, I got to have it, I got to have it, then it becomes at any cost. But when it becomes a communal thing, when it becomes about empowering all of us, when it becomes about if I eat, you eat type thing, then, you know, it's, it's that tension, that need for it, that obsession for it begins to ease. When they start to have an accountability and a responsibility for their brothers and sisters, when they know that they are accountable and responsible for their place and their position in the African race. See, we get caught up into that. We emulate the white man, man. When this Chinese come over, I when this Mexican comes over here to this country, he's not caught oh, no. up into the capitalist dream. They're not caught up into the capitalist dream. They practice a Mexican nationalist communalism. They will live five families in one damn house into they, and they will get one store even if they got to start out working at somebody's store. How many times have you seen the Hispanic, the Mexican, start out working for the lawn service company, and in three or four years he owns the damn lawn service company? And he's of yeah. other Mexicans. Because you don't see them out there running around with the latest Nike Jordan on, with the fat Dookie chain. You might see him with a damn star-skinned Hutt shirt on. You might see him with an 18 t shirt on. When's the last time 18 been on TV? He's not caught up into materialism or consumerism. Their success is defined by some totally different standards. How much money he's sending back to Mexico? How he's taking care of his family or she's taking care of their family? But we get consumed. We get in this competition thing. And we got to have something that makes us feel better. Than the next man, in most instances, then it make us feel better than a black man. Because you ain't in competition with nobody else. Everybody else laugh at you, call you nigger. Because they sell you the shit you're in competition with one another for. You think he's, that white man's impressed with you because you riding the, the, the latest uh, Mercedes Coupe? His people sold you the Coupe. They make the Coupe. And while yeah. you're sitting there buying the Coupe and running after the Coupe, that cracker, he leased the Coupe. He ain't even bought it. He leased it so next year he can get another one. And you breaking your ass and breaking <laughs> your neck to have these material possessions that depreciate in value as soon as you drive it off the lot. You've been tricked, man. You've been tricked. But when we go back to what is really important the love of family and chief, I'm going to have to disagree with you, brother. I love you to this. But the love of God. I don't care if your God is Jesus, Allah, Buddha, Jehovah, a rock or a tree, the ancestors, whatever. I'm like what the brother said earlier. As long as that God, because I do believe in black liberation theology, as long as that God is a black God, a God of black empowerment, a God of black advancement, a God of black liberation, I don't care. I'm not just right. And I'm not saying that, you know, don't argue. There's people who get into... You know, those debates And those are much necessary needed debates But just in my opinion It's only my opinion It's a waste of time Before because if I say Jesus is mythical Why am I sitting here arguing with you About a mythical man then I'm wasting my time It's a mythical argument we're having When there's real when that, Because when that police pulls you over When that police shot Mike Brown He didn't ask him Was he a motherfucking Muslim he didn't ask him, was he a Christian? He didn't ask Woo, him, did he believe that's in right. Yahweh, Jehovah? That's right. He murdered him. He saw a young black man. When they choked Eric gone out, I didn't hear him say, nigga, say, assalamu alaikum. Nigga, Jesus loves you. All praise due to Yahweh and Joe. I didn't hear him say none of that. They choked him out. We're the only ones that really give a damn about that. Now, I will say something. If you get in there and yo, Allah, like you said, if you embrace an Arab culture to the detriment of African people, you so Arabized that you can't deal with your brother. He is not a Muslim. He is a kufar. Now, I got a problem with you, nigga. Or if you so Christian, I don't deal with the black Muslim because I Jesus is my Savior. Now, I got a problem with you, Christian. But if you were, if you a yeah, black yeah. nationalist Christian, if you like my brother, Reverend Dortry, whom I love, a black nationalist Christian, doing his thing, I don't have a problem. She got mad. she's and dropped off. You dropped off cheese, you're mad at me. Can't get mad at me, brother. It's just my opinion. Like my brother, Reverend Dortry, a black nationalist Christian, whom in his church that I sat in, teaches, a black teachers, the empowerment And upliftment of black people I heard it with my own ears I don't mind them saying praise Jesus Why start an argument on that More divisiveness That's right. Because Negroes always That's right. gotta be right We can't be Inclusive of one another We can't practice a communal love Of one another The Negro always gotta be right For people who know me know That I Adhere to a lot of the Quranic teachings, because I was raised a Sunni Muslim. So my foundation was in that. When I go back to my historical base, because the African people, we got to understand that when we attack religion for African people, African people are more cultural and spiritual. So I'm down here in the south. But I'm, you know, up from Cleveland where there's a lot of Islam. But I'm down in the south. So understand I'm in Georgia that these people, when they – talk about Christianity, when they talk about Jesus, when they talk about the church, a lot of these Negroes don't read the Bible, so when I say screw the church, screw Jesus, to these Negroes, I'm saying screw Big Mama. Nigga, Big Mama went to church every Sunday, nigga. Big Mama Big Mama cooked good cornbread <laughs> on Sunday, bro. <laughs> he That's don't know right. nothing about Jesus. You talking about Big Mama. You talking about Auntie Sugar. He loving Auntie Sugar. Uncle Sugar raised him when he was little. When you talk to me, when you talk about Islam and you dogging Muhammad and Allah and fuck that Islam and this and that, I don't hear none of that. I hear, screw my daddy. Screw your abu. I hear, screw my mama, Zakia. My little brother's mother. Screw Umi, Zakia. Screw your brother, Issa. Screw your sister, Naila. That's what I hear. I don't hear none of that, Your, your, your logic or your ration. I hear you. Talking about my lineage, my culture, my bloodline—what brought me up and why? Why am I being attacked? Because I was raised up a Muslim. But I love black people, though. Am I? I can't. I can't get in the black people club because my father was a Muslim and raised me a Muslim. So we have to stop getting into. And so to say that to say, and we got two minutes. And I see you on there, boy. I know you want to come in, but I got two minutes and I'm going to get you next, next 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 show. So I say that to say this that coming I have a Quranic background and one of the verses that I'm reminded of from the Quran he said you didn't differ about a thing, you didn't disagree about a thing. It is knowledge came to you. You were all one people into we sent you knowledge. Now some of you have used knowledge to bash one another, to elevate yourself to exalt yourself Because you think you know something Because you think you know something Without really having a proper understanding Or proper knowledge of it Understand this That in America Is why we have all the religious influences But they're all probably like one and the same Islam came to the Arabs Because they was in Arabia Judaism came to the Jews Because they were wherever the Jews were This came to them because they were there This and yada yada but when we were in this so-called what they call a melting pot with everyone, all of them came together. But us as African people, it was the same thing when we was in Africa. Stop thinking Africa was a country. It's a continent. So we had different religions in Africa. It's okay. It's okay to be diverse but not divisive. It's okay to have multi. Um, Cultures and religions That this is how we become enriched And we learn from one another This is how we grow But when we sit And we find these things To attack one another with Because somebody believes Differently than we believe What's the purpose of it? How is it Building to us? And like I said I understand if. To that degree, you find that person steeped in Arab nationalism to the, to the extent that they exclude themselves or remove themselves from being African or being black, or that they're steeped in uh, mm-hmm. Judeo-Christianity, that they remove themselves from being African or being black. I can understand that going after that. But if they're black and say they're black power and I'm with black people and I love black people, and I want to empower black people and be a part of the black movement, but I believe in Jesus. Why go after that? Why? Just to destroy them, to show them that you know something? So you're going to go after that? Damn. Let them have that. We agreed on four out of five issues, but I'm going to go after the fifth issue? You told me your Jesus is black. Yo, Jesus was a black man and I love black Jesus and love black well Jesus and uh, Jesus ain't nothing a lie up Why? And I question you, mm-hmm. brother and sister. Are you making sure that you haven't been influenced by this devil to be divisive and to break us up? Man, thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for calling in. I'm sorry the listeners I couldn't get to, but we'll get to you next time. It's your brother Yang and Krum of People's Black Down the Party. I leave you as I greeted you with all powers to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power.